Welcome to the journey of you, where we equip you to think with purpose, empower you to act in purpose, and encourage you to live on purpose. Hi, I'm Tonya. I love to learn and I love to teach. As a coach, I get to do both. I get to learn about you and about the ways that I can help you. Then I get to teach you how to reach those goals you've set for yourself. Infidelity in my marriage has affected me unlike anything else that I have experienced. It stripped me of my confidence and self-worth and caused a level of insecurity that wasn't there before. I lost sight of who I was as a woman before I ever became a wife or a mother. But through God's love and grace, I slowly began to see myself as he sees me. Loved, chosen, accepted, enough, worth dying for. I realized that my identity was solely in Christ, not in a man or his actions, or his search to validate things in him that had nothing to do with me. I matter, and so do you. That's why I want to help you see yourself the way that God sees you, one mindset shift at a time. In order for you to get started today, you can go to www.thejourneyofyou.net forward slash five truths. Again, it's www.thejourneyofyou.net forward slash five truths. And let's get you started thinking with purpose today. Okay. Welcome to the journey of you. How are you all doing today? I'm so excited to be interviewing London Winston today. She is a medical social worker with an awesome story that I can't wait for you all to hear. So I want to give it over to her. London, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yes. Good morning, everyone. My name is London Winston. I am um, a licensed master social worker. Um, I currently work um, at a hospital as a medical social worker. I've been doing that a little bit over, um, two years now. Um, and so I'm very excited to be here today, um, to share my journey with you. Let's talk about your journey. Um, because I know that you mentioned working in the hospital, um, as a medical social worker. Is that what you always knew you wanted to do or how did you discover it? Uh, so actually I think, um, it's not something that I thought about doing before. I actually didn't even know um, that there were um, medical social workers in the hospital. It's just something that I learned kind of along the way. Um, and so, you know, at an earlier age, uh, maybe like in probably middle school, going into high school, I knew that um, I wanted a career where I could truly help people during their toughest times. And um, I knew you know I saw from my mom and my grandmother that they were always people that just helped help help with anything they could with the people that were around us um whether they were friends or family and so when you know you get into talking about you know choosing a career when you're in school um I was trying to find something that I could truly enjoy doing and so um social work came across my path I honestly am not sure how the actual career um I learned about the actual career but I just, I just knew I wanted to help people and so I knew that um we had school social workers so I kind of saw what they were doing um and I actually even um what is it shadowed a school social worker um at my school when I was in high school it was like a, a requirement that we had and that was something that I chose to do um and so um, 
I went to school actually for criminal justice, though, because when I was going to college, the school that I chose, which was Valosta State University, um, they actually did not have an undergrad um, in social work. And so I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, this is really a school I want to go to. So let me kind of choose something else where I could feel like I'm really helping people. And um, I think my vision was like um, helping juveniles at that time um, that were getting in trouble. And that um, came from having a brother who um, was in trouble a good bit, unfortunately, because of the crowd that he chose to hang out with as a young child. And so, um, or a young, yeah, a young child, teenager. And so I went into criminal justice um, finished my degree with that. And then the school I was at actually had a master's degree in social work. So I was like, you know, I'm going to come back around to that. Like, I feel like I really want to do social work. So I didn't, you know, let them not having an undergrad in social work discourage me. I said, you know, I would get a master's in it. Um, so of course my plan didn't go as I um <laughs> thought it would at first. Um, and I ended up leaving Valosta, um, after I finished, after I graduated with my bachelor's degree, I left Valosta just to come back home um, to like the Smyrna area because my mother was here. We're a very small family. Um, and so my mom was here and my siblings. And so I came back and I was like, well, you know, I could just find a school there um, to get my social work degree in. Um, but I end up having my son um <laughs> at 23 years old so um it you know took a little took me a little bit of time to um get back to actually looking forward to doing my degree in social work um but once i got started i started with um uh, the Division of Family and Children's Services. So that was something I was really interested in first with like helping kids and, you know, trying to reunite them with families if possible or, or you know, assisting them with a better, getting, you know, into a better home and having a better life if their parents were not going to be appropriate, you know, parents and give them the, um, you know, a, a better life. And so I did that first. And then as I was at Defects, um, it probably was just a little bit over two years, um, I started to say, hey, I just, you know, I want a career change. Well, not even a career change. I was to say an, an environment change. Um, I know I still wanted to be a social worker, but I knew that there were so many different things that I could do as a social worker. Um, and so I wanted to, I want to be a licensed clinical social worker right now. I'm a licensed master social worker, but I want to be a licensed clinical social worker, you know, one that could um, do therapy and, you know, even open up my own private practice if I want to. And so um, I start thinking about, you know, I need to get kind of in a more clinical setting. And a friend of mine was working in the hospital and, you know, just was telling me about it and, that's what I actually became interested in medical social work, which is what I've, you know, since been doing. And I really, really, truly enjoy it. Um, so that's kind of how I got to medical social work. It's not something that I just thought I would do right away, but it's something that I'm truly enjoying. And that's really teaching me a lot. I love that. I love that. And it's kind of like, even though you talked about the obstacles that you experienced along the way are kind of like those roadblocks that stopped you for a short period of time, you still had that desire to keep going. Is that what you feel like kind of helps you to 
still come back around to being able to get your master's in social work or what kind of kept you moving forward even when life continued to happen? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> um, just to be very transparent, I was, um, after getting my bachelor's degree, my, I came back home and, um, you know, Hey, I'm going to go into getting my master's right away. Um, and like I mentioned, my, I w- became pregnant with my son. I was 22 years old. I had him at 23 and my mother was very frustrated with me. Like she, um, <laughs> was not happy and was just like oh my god like you know you're you know you're not gonna make anything of yourself she was like you just graduated college and I was just like no mom I am like I really you know still want to make a better life for myself um and so I even though I had my son at 23 um and was kind of like working little odd jobs I sat down maybe when he was one years old and said, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and continue with my education. And, um, that's when I applied for graduate school at Kennesaw state university and I got in and, um, I was so excited. I was like, you know, cause I, I know I can do this. I can still be a mother and still move forward to, you know, continuing to try to, you know, um, live out my dream and be a social worker. Like I want to, um, and I thought about my son as well. Like, I don't want to be someone who, um, you know, will just kind of you know, s- sit around and, and keep working, you know, these different odd jobs, which is, you know, if that's someone's preference, not knocking that. But for me, I knew what I wanted for me. So um, I knew that I wanted to make sure that we we were going to have um a, a decent life. And I was going to be in a career where I was, um, you know, I guess living out my purpose, helping people like I wanted to, and, you know, be able to truly show my son that, hey, you can do what you put your mind to. And so even though I had things like that, that um, I felt like kind of set me back from, you know, going right into getting my master's, I, I still felt strongly when like, okay, hey, I, I can do this. Um, I know what I want for myself. Um, I know what I want for my son. And so I just kept pushing forward and um, God definitely um, kept me strong. I would say it was not easy, um, especially with like being in graduate school, trying to work because I still had a child to take care of um, and then also doing schoolwork. Um, and so um, it was not easy, but I just knew what I wanted to do. And um, God definitely kept me strong in it even through the tough times and I was able to get through it, get my master's um, in two years and get on my way. That is awesome. And first of all, I want to say kudos to you because being a parent in itself is a full-time job. And so then on top of that, to also be working and go to school and get your work done. First of all, yes, let's celebrate that you did that because we cannot just walk over that. Like that's huge. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Absolutely. And even in that, like, because that was so much work and now, you know, you've come, you know, so much closer to where you want to be. And now you know that you want to take the clinical path and you've got two years already under your belt. What kind of is next in order for you to be able to attain that? What do you have to do from here? So um, I am working on supervision, um, something that my job does offer, which is amazing. Um and so I, that is where I am with just, you know, staying focused with uh, my supervision, getting my hours timely, um, 
because when I was um, at um, the Division of Family and Children's Services, I was so, I love, don't get me wrong, like it taught me a lot and I met some really, really good people um, while there, um, but it was, you know, unfortunately a revolving door there. So while I, I, I mentioned that because I felt like, hey, I should kind of already be um, where I want to be with my clinical license, but hey, life happens and it was a time where um, it was a lot of work to be done. There weren't enough people to do the work. So, of course, you had more um, placed on your case low. And I just kind of wasn't even focusing on supervision um, because with our clinical license, you know, they're looking for you to be out of school at least three years and kind of rack up those 3,000 hours that you need. And I feel like, oh, I should be there. But Again, um, it was just, you know, it was hard to focus at that time. So right now that is my focus where I am in a more clinical setting and um, I have um, a supervisor um, or a director actually offering supervision. And so that is my focus to just stay on track with getting my hours um, and being able to take um, the clinical test um, within the next um, couple of years. And so um, I am, that's a big goal of mine. Like um, I don't want to get off track. It's easy to get off track. Cause you know, I have some stressful days still, even with my job now, social work in itself is stressful. <laughs> like yeah. with, you know, dealing with um, others issues and um, problems daily um, could definitely you know, be, be stressful and, um, tough to focus on yourself, but yeah, that's just my focus of trying to just really stay on track, continue to get my hours as I should. And, um, you know, get, uh, get my clinical license so that I can, you know, um, open more doors for myself and, um, you know, have more opportunities that I'm looking forward to, um, and moving myself along in, in my career. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was one thing I did want to ask you about because social work, as you already said, it, it is a lot in itself and you are dealing with people's problems and issues on a day-to-day -day basis. When you do, you know, sort of clock out for the day to go home, how do you transition where you're not taking all of that home with you so that you can, you know, have that time for yourself and be there for your son? How do you balance that? Ooh, I, <laughs> that is a tough one because um, that's honestly a reason I left the Division of Family and Children's Services because I literally could not separate the two. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. as much as I tried, like it was still on my mind. Um, we, we took our phones home. We could take our laptops home and I would still try to get work done. So that was hard for me to try to separate the two just because sometimes you felt like you were doing someone an injustice if you weren't um, working on something over the weekend and had them wait until Monday. Um, so I find myself a lot of times, you know, not being able to separate the two. But um, with this job, I am because we don't take laptops home. We don't take, we take our phones home just because we are assigned a phone. Um, but it, I turn it off. So I, I literally turn my phone off once I am leaving work because the hospital runs 24 seven and there's going to be someone there that can assist them, um, while I'm not there. So that's one thing that really helps turning my phone off and then, you know, not having to, 
actually work on anything when it comes to any of my patients or clients while I'm at home um, and just picking it back up the next day because I do have a son here at home that, it, you know, I do a lot with, um, you know, he's in sports and, you know, helping him with his homework and, you know, keeping him involved in different school events and things like that. I like to do that for him. And so, um, yeah, that, that really helps me with being able to leave that work at work and then picking it back up the next day, being a mother while I'm at home and not having to receive any calls and things like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely still think about the patient sometimes just because I'm human and um, I feel like, you know, my heart goes out to people when they're really going through something. And so um, sometimes you'll still think about, you know, the, the patients and what they're going through and how you can assist them more. But um, I, I, you know, I'm not actually having to work on anything on their behalf while I'm at home. I can actually focus on my son um, and myself. So with this job, that that's definitely a plus. I think that's huge um, because to your point, I mean, like I, I did foster care in the past and DCFS, I mean, like literally it can be the middle of the night that you're getting calls and you, you've got to take them. So I do enjoy hearing that with being in the hospital, there is someone always available. So you do have that time to be able to have a work-life balance and be able to turn your phone off, you know, even though you can't turn your mind off, like you said, because of course you're human and you do still think about your patients, but you have a little bit more of a balance. So that in itself is growth, um, even from what you saw previously. So I think that's really good. Thank you. What would you say at this point is either the biggest aha moment that you've had in your journey or just for the listeners that are listening that are still going through their journey and trying to figure out exactly where they fit, like what would be your advice to them based on what you've experienced so far? Hmm. So I, my biggest aha moment, I would say just kind of recently happened. So um, um, I was stated earlier that I've um, been in my job a little over two years, I would say a little bit under two and a half years, actually I've kind of headed toward that mark. And um each March is Social Work Month, that, um, which we all know. And at our hospital, we are truly celebrated during that month. Like um, we as a department make sure that we're celebrated. And so I'm a part of the committee. I've been for the last two years, um, but I've, this is my third actual Social Work Month being at the hospital. And so I assist with like making sure that we have different um, things planned Monday through Friday. We have something planned for our social workers to feel appreciated, whether that be um, a vendor coming in, bringing breakfast, lunch, doing a presentation, a lunch and learn, or a dessert bar, coffee bar, something just to you know uh, make us all feel appreciated. And so. Um, one thing we also do is um, recognize a social worker of the year. Um, and this year for 2023, I was awarded the social worker of the year at the hospital um, out of over 100 social workers. And um, that has made me feel so good um, because, you know, there have been times during this journey at the hospital that I'm just like, can I continue? Can I continue? Do I want to go to a different environment? Do I want to do something else? Because, and I say that because of the specific hospital that I work at requires mm -hmm. a lot of work. Um, and just because of the population that we serve. Um, and so where you may be at other hospitals that um, don't offer as many services, they're only doing, you know, hey, uh, 
making sure they treat them <laughs> with the acute issues and then they're released at my hospital. <laughs> it doesn't seem like that's a thing at all. Like we're we're keeping people there because they have nowhere to go and family members are dropping them off because they can't care for them anymore. They want you to find a place for them to go. Um, and so um, there are times and I'm just like, oh, it's, it's, it's so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. Can I do this? Um, but that recognition really um, helped me to feel and understand that the work that you're doing here is valuable and they see it they understand it it's not in vain um and I'm not one to always have you know re need recognition to continue to do my job because it, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do my job regardless just because I feel like it's the right thing to do and I truly want to help people um but that just kept me going that really kept me going and then you know just my colleagues just saying that it was well deserved um a lot of people showed me a lot of love so that was a big like aha moment for me recently um, that has really, you know, helped me to say, you know, you're doing well, you're doing well. And all that you do for these people, you know, it, it doesn't go unnoticed. And I know my patients, you know, um, appreciate it as well, because I have different people's families who send me different things. I had a patient's family who I assisted with getting her, um, into a nursing home after, um, she had been there almost a month, uh, you know, but it was just a constant thing of trying. Um, and as easy as it might sound like, hey, just get a patient to a nursing home. There's so much behind it that you need in order for a nursing home to accept you. And so um, I worked with this daughter throughout making sure she had every single thing that she needed. And we finally got it done. And she sent me a bouquet of flowers um, and they were beautiful. And even just something so small meant so much to me that after her mother left us, she still felt that she thought about me and she felt the need to bless me. Um, so things like that. And then different, you know, other little aha moments is when people come back and looking for me. I had a patient who literally kind of came back there weekly and the, the staff on my floor would kind of laugh and, um, you know, repeat what he says because he would always call my name. Uh, London Winston, London Winston. I'm looking for London Winston. <laughs> but, um, you know, and what, like, hey, believing that I'm still this person that can assist him with whatever he needs. Um, so those are just some aha moments for me, like small and big, um, that just really truly keep me going. Um, because, like, you know, we talked about it, it's not easy, um, dealing with people's problems every day. And then sometimes thinking that, you know, you, you can't give them all that they need. You, you do what you can and to the best of your ability. But, you know, we don't have all the resources, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, when you when you really can assist somebody during their toughest times and they come back and tell you about it or they so they're so appreciative of it. Those are just some aha moments for me that truly keep me going um even during the days that I'm super overwhelmed so absolutely absolutely first of all congratulations on being social worker of the year that's <laughs> awesome <laughs> thank you thank you it's always good to be valued and shown appreciation for the value that you do bring especially like you said on those tough days it just kind of reminds you of your why and helps you to keep going because every day isn't always going to be an easy day but it just helps you to 
you know, get that extra oomph to keep going. So congratulations on that. Um, one thing that you mentioned is not being able to have all the resources and not, you know, you can't fix everything for everybody, but you do, you know, as much as you can. And one thing that we believe in, you know, here at the journey of you is of course the power of God, you know, just like you said, that he strengthened you. And so I'd like to pray, you know, over our audience and those that are listening that maybe they've had those tough days or they haven't been shown that appreciation just yet, or they're still in the middle, you know, of their journey, trying to figure out what the next step is. And so I just want to cover them all in prayer, um, as well as congratulate you again, um, just so that they can keep going and moving forward in their journey. So, Lord, we thank you so much for this day, Father. We thank you for everyone that's under the sound of our voice. We pray that you remind them, Lord, that you are right there with them in this moment and that you can lead and guide them in every step that they need to go, Father, for you've already ordered their steps. We thank you, Father, that you know the plans and purpose that you have for each and every one of us. For those that have already discovered it, thank you for showing it to us, Father, and helping us to keep moving forward in it. And those that are still trying to discover it, Father, help them to not be discouraged, to continue moving forward, Father, knowing that you're going to take care of them and get it through all the way to completion, Father, because you designed them with a purpose in mind. And you're going to make sure that you fulfill every promise that you've given to them. So we pray for their encouragement, Father. We pray that each of them are shown appreciation, Lord, in the ways that they need it most. To show that you are right there with them, helping them every step of the way to accomplish everything that you've called them to do. And to help them to reach all the people that you've called them to reach. We pray that you cover London right now, Father, as she goes through her day, Father, working with her patients, Lord. And even when she's at home taking care of her son and taking care of herself, that you be her strength and her guide, Father, that you continue to lead and guide her in the directions that you want her to go so that she can continue to accomplish all the things that you've set out for her to do as well, Lord. And we ask all of these things in your sweet son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 London, if anyone wants to connect with you and be able to keep the conversation going or even just ask you questions, how can they get a hold of you? Um, I am on Facebook as London Winston, um, just regular old L-O-N-D-O-N, last name Winston, W-I-N-S-T-O-N. Um, if you don't have Facebook, email is fine. Um, my email is L-Q Winston, my last name, 22 at gmail.com. Either of those um, would be great ways to connect with me. I am I'm so open to assisting anybody um, as I can and um, just try to be an encouragement to um, anybody that is on this journey because um, it is not an easy one, but it is so worth it. Um, I came from a single family home and I'm just a single mother um, home. And, you know, um, we were, my sister and I, we were twins and we are the first ones to go to college and, and to, um, you know, be in our career path. And so I am, you know, definitely willing to talk to anybody about my journey to help, you know, guide them through their journey and to um, just, again, provide encouragement because you can do it. You can do whatever you put your mind to. I have to tell myself that sometimes you can do whatever you put your mind to. There's nothing too hard for God. He will guide you through it. So please connect with me um, if you have any questions, any concerns, or just want some encouragement. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, London. I really appreciate your time today. I'm going to make sure that we put your information um, in the chat as well so that everybody can reach out and connect with you and keep the conversation going. To everyone in the Journey of You family, please reach out, connect with London, and you can also head over to thejourneyofyou.net for more information uh, to connect with us both. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's show. We hope that you are leaving feeling equipped to think with purpose, empowered to act in purpose, and encouraged to live on purpose. If you aren't sure where to start and you would like to have the first five truths to help you build that foundation to start thinking with purpose, head over to thejourneyofyou.net forward slash equipped. Again, that's thejourneyofyou.net forward slash equipped so that you can download those first five truths of getting you started to think with purpose and really pursuing all that God created you to be. I'm excited to do this journey with you. Remember, this is your journey. It's where your life begins.